This is Karen McGill, and you are listening to From Burnout to Best Self. Welcome and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. It's Karen McGill, and I'm coming to you live from my closet. And uh, it is just past the July long weekend, the Independence Day weekend here in the United States. Uh, It was also Canada Day this weekend. So if you are anywhere in the North American continent beyond uh, Mexico, uh, happy week. Happy country day. Uh, It was a really crazy week for us. We popped over to Austin to do some stuff, and I can't wait to share more about that in the future. But for now, I'm going to keep that under wraps and uh, focus instead on what I cannot wait to share with you today. So if you've been listening for a little while, you know that I have been talking about EFT or emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping. Uh, I've been talking about it for a while and how I've incorporated that into my life and my morning routine. Uh, I had a coach that really got me into it. I've done a lot of research on it and uh, it's been an amazing experience for me. Uh, Before I get into how it's really impacted me, I want to go ahead and tell you what it is because you're probably wondering that. (laughs) So I just, I want you to know that I've been holding off on this post for a while until I had the right way to frame it and talk about it because um, here's the thing. It's a little woo-woo. It's a little out there. So for those of you who are a little uncomfortable with the woo, you might think it's it's, um, different because it does engage your meridian points. But uh, if you've ever had acupuncture before or um, known somebody who has acupuncture, then uh, that is a practice that is also focused on meridian points. So I guess it's not really that woo-woo, but it's somewhat derived from the idea of uh, meridian points are derived from Chinese medicine. Uh, tapping is not from Chinese medicine, Uh, but I will go in now to what it is and then I'll kind of move on to how it can help you, how it has helped me, and how to get started with it. Because I want to say that personally, um, EFT has been more effective in helping me get past my limiting beliefs and just some negative self-talk more so than therapy has ever been, which is not for me to say uh, that this is a good replacement for therapy because that's a medical claim I would never make. Um, You do you, uh, but I have found that this has been more effective. It's something I can do on my own. It's something I can do anywhere. It doesn't cost anything. And it has just been really effective. I'll get into more of that. But first, I want to share what it is because you're probably dying to know. So EFT or emotional freedom technique as, as I mentioned, also known as tapping. And it's best described, as I mentioned, as a form of acupuncture therapy, but without the needles. Yay! <laughs> Using your two fingers, you tap on each of your meridian points around five to seven, maybe 10 times while working through a negative emotion around a belief or traumatic memory. And by doing that, you release it because traumas are stored in the body. And I'll get into a little bit more of that uh, and why you want to really focus on that later in the podcast. But suffice to say, you're tapping on your meridian points and you're going through what I like to call a script. And it's basically talking yourself. It's like talk therapy for yourself, where you're talking through a limiting belief or a traumatic event, talking about how it makes you feel, talking about how you know you accept yourself, 
regardless of how this has impacted you or how you feel about it in the moment and that you allow yourself to relax and um, start thinking about it differently. And as you're kind of talking, and I'll get into the script a little bit later down, I'm just kind of giving you the the 10,000 foot view, but you're going through the script, you're saying it out loud or to yourself and you're tapping on your meridian points and uh, you do it for like five, 10 minutes and you will find that by the end of the script, by the end of your tapping session, you will feel a lot more grounded, a lot more present in your body, and uh, you'll start to feel the um, effects of that limiting belief have less of a grip on you. And uh, I'll get into some of the interesting ways of measuring it uh, later in the podcast. But I hope that kind of gives you a frame of mind. And what I've done in the video is link, or sorry, what I'm doing in the in the show notes is linking a video because I think it's best described or best seen visually rather than me talking about meridian points. And just so you know, meridian points are energy points in the body. And that's, you know, when they stick the little needles into you in the acupuncture uh, therapy, uh, they're accessing meridian points, which are just energy points in your body. And if you tap on them, you're stimulating them. And as you're stimulating them physically, and literally you're just tapping on them, you're not pounding on them and you're not, you know, petting them or anything like that. You're just tapping on your meridian points, talking through a limiting belief, and it has a profound effect. Even though it sounds ridiculously simple, you would be surprised. Um, So I've linked to the video below. I think it's going to be really helpful for you to understand that. It's also going to show you where the meridian points are. If you're driving your car and you're really curious, I will walk through the meridian points now. So there is a meridian point on your hand, on the side of your hand, it's called the karate chop point. So if you imagine you're karate chopping a block, that side of your hand that you're using to do the karate chop, that's your first meridian point. The next one is on the crown of your head, like the very tippy top of your head. So imagine tapping, you know, five to 10 times on your side of your hand, then you go up to the top of your head and you tap there. The next one is coming down your face. So it's right where the start of your eyebrow is and it's both. So you can tap on both uh, corners of your eyebrow or just one. I typically just do one side of my face Uh, and then the side of the eye and then right below the eye and then right below the nose, uh, right above the lips in that little sort of space and then right below the lips, like right on top of your chin and uh, then on your collarbone, and then on, they call it the bra line. So basically the side of your torso where your bra line is, if you're a dude, kind of around where, you know, in line with your nipple, so you could say. And then you, once you've tapped on all of those spaces uh, 10 times, you just repeat it again and you just keep going in a circular motion. And generally you only tap on the karate chop point once, but so you go head, top of eyebrow, side of eye, eye below eye, uh, below nose, below lips, uh, collarbone, and then bra line, and then back up to the top of the head. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. So how has this helped me change my life? Let me get into that now that you understand what the practice is. So I have been limited, battling limiting thoughts about myself my entire life. I'm sure you have too. I don't know if the struggle I have is common because, you know, we don't generally sit around comparing notes about how abusive we are to each other um, or how abusive we are to ourselves to each other, I should say. Uh, But here's just a flavor of my inner voice. And maybe it sounds 
like you too. And if it is, I'd love to know because I'd like to know that I'm in good company. So generally, you know, when I'm having those negative thoughts, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not interesting enough, or I'm too boring, or I'm not successful enough, not young enough, not confident enough, not smart or pretty enough. You know, I'm not a good enough friend, spouse, sibling, coworker. I'm not a good enough writer. I'm not very creative. I'm not a good enough person. I'm, I'm not enough, right? Like, I'm sure you've had those moments, um, some that you're aware of and probably some that you're not aware of because your brain's always sort of going in the background, right? So the, the interesting thing around this is that I have no idea what good enough actually looks like or who holds that yardstick that we measure like enoughness with. So I don't know what enough would look like. And I think that's a really interesting thought. Like if you were good enough or worthy enough, Do you know what that would look like? Like, would it be a vision you have of somebody else who you kind of project perfection on? Because we all know there's no such thing as perfection, especially in this day of social media where we're all showing, you know, our highlight reels and our curated vision of ourselves. We know that in the background, you know, there's chaos because everybody's life has some degree of chaos. Not everybody's life is totally chaotic, but, you know, nobody has perfection. So when you think that you're not good enough, you really have to continue to think and question yourself, well, what does good enough look like? And what would enoughness look in my life? Um, would I be making a certain amount of money? Or would I have, you know, certain friends, would I be living in a certain house, driving a certain car? And I think when you start getting really specific about it, it's hard to wrap your brain around. And then you start realize, realizing that, oh, wow, like, I don't even know what enough is. Um, but yet we still have these reactions, these thought reactions that were not enough. Like for me, I just generally assume that most people are doing better than me on all accounts. <laughs> that's my default. So if that sounds familiar to you, I would love for you to share that with me. And if it sounds like I could use some therapy, well, West Assured is something that I'm always working on, you know, but as I've mentioned, I've tried therapy and I haven't found it really all that helpful, but I did have a lot of success with EFT. So I'm not suggesting that I have burst through all my limiting beliefs and I am just like, you know, in nirvana now, but I have definitely seen progress. And, you know, some of the tools I'm going to share with you, they really help you be aware and conscious of your progress. So it makes it even more fun, if you can imagine. (laughs) So um, before I get on to how it helped me, uh, you know, with my limiting beliefs and specifically what it, it did, I just want to take a little break, but I'm going to be back in a second and hang tight. We'll be right back. Okay, so let's really dive into limiting beliefs and how I was able to heal them. So just so we kind of level set on what a limiting belief is, they're basically ideas that get implanted in our subconscious. Sometimes we know they're there, but very often, as I mentioned, they're going unnoticed for a long time, and it's a lot of hard life lessons that have to be repeated before we're willing to face that we have some destructive ideas that are holding us back from getting the most out of our lives. Usually our limiting beliefs are the struggles that we go, we we work through time and time again. If there's patterns in your life, like dating the wrong men or being really bad with money or, you know, losing weight and gaining it again, those are patterns. And those patterns are driven by some sort of underlying belief about yourself. Usually when you boil down what that belief is, it has something to do with worthiness or fear of rejection, uh, or fear of some level. Um, but If you're able, think about it, if you're able to get past that limiting belief, you can cut that pattern out of your life and just live a much 
happier life. So I want you to keep that concept in your mind as we go through this, because there's really a lot that you can, you can deal, you can pull from this. And I'm trying to find the words to express how valuable I think this is, but maybe I should just go on with it instead of trying to sell it so much. So the funny thing about limiting beliefs is that they're born from negative emotional events where anything from like a hurtful comment that maybe a parent or a spouse or not spouse, but when you're a kid, somebody has said to you, or it was an abusive situation, but you know, because you were a child and these things usually happen in our childhood where, you know, we're not yet developed enough cognitively to, you know, understand that when people say things, it reflects more of them than it does on us. So we just take what those, those experiences tell us and we hold them in our awareness. And, you know, that becomes sort of a limiting belief. Like, you know, if if your teacher or your mother said to you when you're a kid, ah, you're so stupid, which is a, you know, a hurtful thing to say, but God, we've all said it to ourselves or to somebody else in our lives, you may not have the faculty or under what understanding to think in the moment, oh, mom's really frustrated. You're going to think, no, I'm really stupid. And something like that can and it like just ingrain itself in your body and have a massive impact on the quality of your life going forward. So what we now know in the field of energy psychology is that unprocessed feelings that occur from these traumatic events, whether they're big ones or small ones, end up getting stored in the body. And it just sits there until we deal with it. And I will say that um, there's now evidence that people with a lot of unprocessed emotions who have gone through a lot of trauma in their adulthood or in their childhood are at greater risk of chronic disease in their adult years. And I don't mean to say that to freak you out, but I do want to bring something that I found incredibly interesting and compelling because it impacted me directly. Um, I want to bring it to light so you can kind of do a little bit more research around it. So the research says that people that have had a lot of traumas with a capital T, so I'm talking about abuse and neglect and just, you know, abuse in any form, like verbal or a lack of love or not feeling, you know, protected or vulnerable as a kid, like big traumas, you know, not to mention like sexual abuse and violence and things like that. Uh, Those things they have seen in adult, adult years, people having higher incidences of like heart disease and cancer and, and obesity as well. And, uh, it, it, they're parlaying it back to traumas that have happened in their childhood. So you're probably wondering, well, how do they know that? Uh, well, researchers have, and I believe this came out of Harvard, um, they developed something called the ACE test, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experience. And let me just pause and say, I'm going to get back to EFT in a minute, but I really want you to understand the impact and the power of this. So I, I am going to go down this little tangent. Stay with me. So the Adverse Childhood Experience test are, is a series of 10 questions that determine your personal trauma score. And anything over a score of four can indicate some um, vulnerabilities to health risk. Obviously, everybody's different. And people that have a high degree of resilience uh, do have a tendency to beat the odds, but people who don't have resiliency as a skill, and it is absolutely a skill, not something you're born with, tend to suffer this more often. So 
personally, and this is where I'm coming back to my own story, I scored a five on the ACE test just based on some things that happened in my childhood. So this immediately became a very important topic for me to focus on, especially since both of my parents died at a very young age from cancer. So my father died at 43, my mom died at 64. Uh, So it's something that's very, very near and dear to my heart, as I'm sure you can imagine. So how do you heal those childhood traumas with EFT? Well, remember I mentioned how people that have a higher degree of resiliency have a tendency to not show that pattern of uh, chronic disease in older age. I think that EFT is a tool that will help you build a resiliency because it is a way of releasing that trauma in your body and helping you move past it. Because trauma, if, if we're looking at this at the 10,000 foot view level, trauma in the body from childhood throughout your entire life manifests in toxic ways. That's really what, in simplicity's sake, it is what I've just mentioned here based on what the research is showing. So if you can release that trauma, you release that toxic energy, and you're less inclined to face this uh, vulnerability of chronic disease in your older age. And I'm making no medical claims here. I'm just pointing research, pointing to research, and this will all be linked in the show notes, um, and drawing my own conclusions. So that's my conclusion around the toxic energy, but the research definitely shows the data that um, people with higher incidences of trauma in childhood have higher incidences of uh, chronic disease as adults. So EFT has been, as I've mentioned several times now, a powerful healer for me, not just in helping me get past limiting beliefs about not being enough, but also releasing that stored traumatic energy I had from my past. So through tapping, I've been able to, you know, cry the tears that should have been expressed many years ago. And that's sometimes all it is. I just, you know, I needed to be able to forgive my parents and myself for all the traumas I experienced as a child and just find peace with where I am today. And at the end of the day, I know we all say we want to be happy in life, but we can't all be happy 100% of the time because you, you want to feel a full range of emotions. However, you can always feel peace. I think peace is such a great goal to look towards. And I find that EFT is a powerful tool in terms of getting there. So, and then speaking of that, actually, I do want to point out that it's such a powerful tool for releasing trauma that therapists are now using it as a tool to help veterans recover from PTSD. And there's a lot of research around that, which I think is so cool. But that was a really good indication to me to kind of look past the woo-woo piece of it, because I figure, you know, if it's helping people get through the violent experience of war, it will help me, you know, it's at least worth me trying to give it a try and see if it would work for my past, which is certainly not as traumatic as uh, a veteran. So now you're probably wondering, how do I get started with EFT? Where do I learn more? So uh, if you're excited about this, I am excited that I was able to bring it to you because I don't think a lot of people know about it. Some do. Uh, I know when I talk to my friends who are therapists and coaches, they've had some experience with it, but it still doesn't feel like a mainstream thing. And I'm kind of looking around going, why isn't everybody using this? Because it's so simple. So yes, there are many therapists that have been trained in this modality, uh, but personally, I think you can get a lot out of it just doing it on your own. Because the good news is that, you know, there's no way, there's no wrong way of doing it. 
you know, it's not even like hypnosis where you can't do it yourself. You can absolutely do this yourself. There is no way you're going to hurt yourself doing it and you can't do it wrong. So it's completely risk-free and you know, your potential, it's all upside, right? Like your potential for healing yourself is there. So why not give it a try? So how do you do EFT on yourself? And I will say it is very powerful when you can do it with somebody else. So I had a coach, uh, that's who really sort of introduced me to the process and, we worked on a lot of my creative blocks. She was a creativity coach that used it. Uh, and it was powerful when she helped me do it because the whole session would be me kind of telling her where I'm struggling, where my blocks are. And then she would use my language to craft a script and then speak it back to me and we would tap through it together. And I know that sounds a little corny, but if you're doing it by yourself, who cares? So the best way to get started, if you don't want to use a coach, uh, is with a guided app. Uh, and the app is called Tapping Solution or Solutions, and you can get it on Android or iPhone and it's free, but um, you can do like a pay for an upgrade. The upgrade is pretty expensive. I bought it, but I use it every day and I'm not making any money from promoting this app, uh, but it has been such a lifesaver and it's part of my morning routine. And the great thing about the app is you open it up and you can literally pick an issue you're dealing with, whether it's stress and anxiety or fear of judgment, or you can tap on health issues, you can tap on weight loss issues, you can tap on financial issues, you can tap on anything. And it gives you a menu of all of the various different scripts. And when I say script, think of it like a, a 10 minute guided meditation where you're you know, repeating what the person says and tapping on your meridian points. So the, the free version gives you like a limited amount of stuff. And then if you pay for more, if you are, um, if, I think if you're a teacher or a veteran, you get the whole thing for free, but don't quote me on that, check it out. Uh, and then if you pay for the upgrade, you get a ton more uh, and it's definitely worth it. So you just download the app and select the issue that you wanna work on and go through the instructions that simple 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. Once you get the hang of it though, you can start to create your own scripts. So you'll notice when you start listening to the scripts in this app that they're pretty simple and you can play with the words and use your own words to work through your own issues. And I'll just kind of give you an idea of what a script is like. So let's say you want to release anxiety. The script would start out and you're tapping on your, your karate chop point saying, you know, I'm so anxious. Um, it, it, this anxiety is really overwhelming, but you know what? I still love and respect myself just the way I am. And I'm going to give myself an opportunity to relax. And then you start going through all the other meridian points and saying, you know, this anxiety, it's really tough. Um, but you know, I still love myself. And, uh, even though I feel very stressed in the moment, I am going to give myself permission to relax. And, um, maybe there's another way I can look at this anxiety. I wonder where it came from. And then maybe your, the, the guide is telling you now start thinking about, you know, where the anxiety came from, what comes to mind. Um, and then you just kind of, it, it, you resolve the anxiety as you go through the tapping session. And then again, it's 10 minutes long and you're just tapping on your meridian points. So maybe don't do it, you know, in the middle, middle of a busy room, but uh, something fabulous to do in the morning, especially if you're not somebody who can sit and do meditation. This is something that's giving your mind and your body something to focus on. So um, if you find your monkey mind just won't let you sit, this might be a really good option for you. So another resource that um, 
I found immensely helpful was a book, Nick Ortner, who is sort of like one of the pioneers of this technique. He recently wrote a book. Uh, it's called The Tapping Solution, uh, and it's a 30-day tool where uh, every day you tap on something, and it kind of gradually takes you through this whole experience. Uh, I, and I I highly recommend using the audio version of that book as opposed to the uh, printed book because you're going to get all his audio recordings, right? It's like you don't want a book about meditations. You want an audio book about meditations so you can be guided through the experience audi- audibly. Um, so I really recommend that book. I went through it myself and man, it, I just went through like a whole bunch of stuff from my past. And I remember I was driving down to Carmel by the sea one weekend to see my friends and and I was listening to this book in the car, doing my tapping, because that's when I like to do a lot of tapping when I'm in the car. And, you know, the tears were coming down my eyes and I was so emotional. But by the time I got to Carmel, man, I was just feeling grounded and peaceful. And it was awesome. It was really awesome. So I, this book is like 10 bucks. I'll link it in the show notes. And uh, I think it's going to be the te- best $10 that you've spent all year. So let me just kind of come back then uh, in terms of how this has really been a powerful tool for me and it can be for you too. The thing is, it's reassuring your self-conscious that even though you have issues and problems, stressors or doubts in your life, you're still okay as you are. That's the whole idea behind these scripts. You're acceptable and you are enough. Like coming back to this whole idea of enoughness, that's something that you need to accept in yourself. And this is a great tool for helping you do that. By tapping on these meridian points as you go through that process, you're going to stimulate, as I mentioned, and release that stored negative energy. And I know it sounds a little woo-woo, but if you're willing to try it, you might just be so relieved and surprised uh, by the results. So I'm going to leave the resources in my show notes and there will be more on EFT. I would love to hear back from you on this actually. You can reach out to me uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, just my name, Karen McGill, and you know, just drop me a DM. Let me know if this sounds interesting to you. And if it does, I'll continue to share more resources on it. I am going to do some uh, EFT training myself. Uh, I don't know if I would actually use it as in one-on-one coaching, but um, I do want to like share more of this with my readers. I really want to develop a DIY way for anybody to be able to pick up this tool and run with it because it is so simple and so uh, effective. So I really hope that was helpful as sort of like the the 10,000 view or 10,000 foot view. And uh, oh, hey, let me come back to the ACE test one more time. I will also link that in the show notes. Uh, I don't want you to freak out if um, you're thinking, oh, I had a traumatic high sc- uh, childhood. So now, you know, I'm going to have a, a disease when I'm older. I don't want you to think like that because I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of, we build resilience in our life. And if you're always working on being a better you and becoming more authentic and, you know, just listening to your heart and letting that lead your life, it's not going to impact you. And one of the reasons why they have found, it's not just because trauma stored in the body creates disease. It's traumas that happen in childhood especially kids that are not parented well, they have a tendency to grow up and choose lifestyle habits that 
lead their way into these chronic diseases. So I don't know what my father's childhood was like because we didn't have that kind of a relationship, but he died at 43 and, I, and of lung cancer um, and he smoked. So if I use him as an example, he probably had traumas in his childhood growing up in Northern Ireland um, and then, you know, moving to Canada and he, he wasn't a happy person. So those traumas and that toxic energy probably stored in him for a long time, but is because he chose to smoke and he had other like bad habits and he wasn't really healthy and he didn't choose wellness as a priority in his life. And for all of those reasons, you know, because he had all the stored trauma, because he smoked, because he drank a lot, because he never exercised or didn't have, you know, a lot of strong like connections in his life. I think all of those things accumulated uh, to lead to his early death. I don't think it's just because he had stored trauma. So I don't want to freak you out there or make any sort of, you know, grandiose claims. Um, but I do feel like if you can always use these tools to release what has damaged you in the past, you can, you know, stop the pattern of destructive behavior and really move into the best version of yourself. And at the end of the day, that is everything that I'm teaching you here. So on that note, I'm going to sign off. I hope you guys have a great week. I will see you next weekend. And until then, uh, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful week. Take care. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From Burnout to Best Self. I really appreciate you being here. And I would super appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That really helps me get the podcast out to more people and to help me get better people on the, or not better people, but fascinating people on the podcast. So do me a huge head over to iTunes, give me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. And also... I would love to connect with you on Instagram. I like to see the people who actually listen to this podcast. I want to see my community uh, face to face. So go over there, follow me on Instagram at burnout to best self and uh, let me know you're a listener. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to do a screenshot of the episode that you uh, are listening to and share it on your stories and tag me, then I will be happy to share back. So um, thanks for connecting guys. I love you and uh, I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Take care.